Hey, Moan, happy Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, DK. Dwight, you were close. You were close. No cigar, man. Absolutely not, DK. You're right, man. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, my brethren. That's right. That's right. Let's get it rolling today. Let's get it rolling. Is this thing still working in Pittsburgh? The Pittsburgh Uh, smile? uh, It's very happy around here still, yes. Let's go. And today's the day that the Steelers locker room was open for the first time since the firing of Matt Canada. Uh, players were asked about him. Players answered about him. Uh, there wasn't anything that was, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not classy or crass yeah, or anything like that. Disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. One thing that they said in unison here, and believe me, we're not about to do the little Ramon <laughs> violin thing here for him. But the one thing that they said in unison that will always get respected in football circles is that he worked hard. Uh, yeah. Moan, am I am I right about that? Like, if you work hard, you're not going to have anybody looking down their nose at you. No, you can't. And that's not the case. Again, I think uh, we, we talked about this, uh, I feel like, last week or a couple of days ago, DK. Some guys are good, DK, behind the scenes. Some are better off being captains and lieutenants. And not actually, you know, like generals and, and, you know, like they don't need to be platoon leaders and stuff. I hope I'm correct as far as uh, my servicemen go, man. Some people don't need to be platoon leaders. Just be a good foot soldier, man. And I think that's what Matt Canada was in his time there because to be a great leader, the communication, the delegation of responsibility, the power that you have has to be, you know, distributed, has to be fair and it has to be firm. Everybody I've talked to have kind of just said for the most part, there was some lacking that came down to those departments, DK, of communicating, leading, and actually devising plans. But, hey, everybody appreciates the hard work of DK. At the Bob Schreiner house, today is the day that he's making bread for stuffing and pies. I wish you all could smell the Shriner house right now. It actually Ooh. sounds pretty good. I mean, he's got a head start going. You do, Bob. Way to yeah. go. Only thing you're wrong on is the fact that you said we would be on at 4.05. We're still ahead of schedule, Bob. <laughs> Take that. Take Bob. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for you guys, though, man. Appreciate you guys checking us out, man. Worldwide, we're hearing from people chiming in just for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And there's, there's, I'm not, I'm looking through these comments here too, Mona, and I don't see anything that's taking a shot at Canada or whatever. He's, he's out. It's done now. All right. Well, not for Levi. Levi Levi here for the foolishness. That's what it's, look at his avatar picture. He got terrible ties waving in the background and stuff. Look at all this. I got, okay, never mind. I I take it all back. Yeah, nah. There's uh, no class here. (laughs) Nah. Uh, But we got it done. Look at (laughs) April Fool's joke in November. He's actually now, Jim, you should be better than that. I, I take everything back. I thought we had had some you know that we had we had a little bit of a higher clientele here yeah you know, i thought we we got we one know. of them we got a one high class clientele it's my brother man he's supposed to be doing there a show right now raging into the thanksgiving holiday please don't though okay this is the craziest night i heard ever at least when i was playing pit usually dismisses and everybody come home from college and everybody's out partying get that uber people all right oh oh yeah 
get that Uber. Please make it to the Thanksgiving dinner. That's all we're looking for, DK. Yeah, no, that that's that's right. Uh, every everybody make sure that they're safe and sound and everything else going on uh, today here. In, in fact, Ron Slay comes in and makes sure that you enjoy. You continue your rage after <laughs> you finish eating. Do you, Moan, you don't you don't survive the meal, do you? Man, yeah, you don't. Eventually, no. it hits you, and them yeah. eyes get heavy. And that football game that plays on Thursday night becomes very irrelevant, DK. That's what happens. I've actually turned into a football junkie on uh, Thanksgiving Day just simply because it's there and available, man. I I have. My wife said I lied to her because I told her in the beginning I'd much rather be watching National Geographic and, you know, stuff like the HGTV. (laughs) And I've turned into a very avid football uh, watcher because I never really used to watch it like that, DK. I really didn't. Uh, and it also used to be one of the first things I would think of with Thanksgiving. Okay, it's great to have the family here. I went and I picked up my son here from the airport a little bit ago. Oh, here, my daughter's on her way up from North Carolina. Uh, first time both of them have been back here in a couple of months, which is way too long to be without them, to be perfectly candid with you. Uh, and, and, I would think to myself, here's the Detroit Lions. They're going to put me to sleep. And now we don't even have that because the Lions are suddenly interesting. They are. Yes, they are, DK, and and have built that team up to be very competitive in a way that's sustainable. Wasn't a whole lot of free agency. out. Golf was a trade. Cam Sutton, we know, was there. There are one or two other guys that, you know, they, they brought in as far as free agency goes, made some trades, shipped some guys off. All in all, DK, Detroit's got a very sustainable team. Even with Jared Goff being, what do you want to call him, on the tier five tiers, tier two? Yeah, yeah. Tier two type of guy? I mean, I, I think he is, but I also think there's a there are several tiers, you know, there of are. quarterbacking. Uh, obviously, the game of interest to everybody here is going to be Pittsburgh at Cincinnati Sunday. Uh, the, the players are – you know, from what they had to say today, they're focused on that. They yeah. knew they were going to get a lot of Matt Canada questions. They're going to keep getting Matt Canada questions uh, right up until Najee Harris's turn comes along, and that wasn't today. You're going to keep getting that. Najee's a late in the week speaker. Yeah, he's one of oh, those. Okay, okay. Oh, wow, I never had the luxury. See, nobody. Had... It's funny that started in your tenure, though. The whole wit pick your day of the week. The later you go, the you know, the, the more star. prestigious it is, right? Oh, why? Wow. Because the crowd of reporters thins out on Friday. It just does. Okay. Oh, oh. yeah. So if you were if you were like Vince Williams level, okay, Vinny, Vinny looks around and he went, well, this Friday thing, this is a pretty good gig. One day, Vinny just randomly announced <laughs> to everybody that he's going to be a Friday guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you man. know what I you know what I would do? What's that? I'd call him on his big leagueedness. <laughs> I'd go over, over on Thursdays and I go, What? Yeah, he, no. He'd go, nah, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt, DK. Uh Levi's coming in strong. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, Richard, Richard's calling you out here because he understands what the real holiday is and we got to get rich a membership you got to open up your options to receive one because there's tons out there but by the way rich guess what it is 
hump day and i ain't even do it at my morning show today man that's crazy <laughs> is that right yeah yes absolutely dirt man puts up there dk i see speaking of the lines i hope we can snatch their passing game coordinator for oc um that's the issue that you're gonna run into whenever you have a really good guy right dk is everybody's gonna come to you and figure out what's making you successful oh it's the coach. Well, let me let me go ahead and get this guy. It's going to be very fascinating how uh, the Detroit Lions really hold up when it comes down to people poaching their players and their coaches. Luke says, happy Thanksgiving Eve, Foster fam. Thomas Anderson says, hey, Moan, first time listening live. Great show. Thank you. Uh, I'm a, a lifelong Steelers fan, UTK facility staff since 2001. Go Steelers. Go Vols. Levi Smith has lost his mind. He wants 300 yards and 34 points on the road Sunday. Um, it's going to be something. If that happens, Mentoring Men says, uh, what happens if this team looks the same this weekend? Great question, Moan. What if it looks just like Cleveland? I know he's referring to the offense here. Uh, what happens now, man? Nothing. That's really? kind of where I'm at. I mean, what else can be done? We've already said the playbook kind of got a stick. Uh, the call and the flow of the game isn't the, the, the directly an offensive coordinator, right? You got Coach Faulkner, Coach Sullivan, who are pretty much getting a dry run at being offensive coordinators and crafting an offense for these guys uh, to actually say that there's more firing, there's more demotions. I don't think a Cincinnati loss will absolutely do that to you. The, if it's a bad loss, then there's more questions that's got to be asked. But as far as major changes coming, I can't see that being the case. Now, again, evaluation of players and, and level of play is going to come into the fold. But the people that you want to get fired, um, I think is already done. I think you're in a position to where everybody understands it's a little bit more tense. Uh, everybody got to pour in. But I'll also say this, too. Most times with the firing of coaches, there is that next week bump of wins. I don't know why that's the case, but it happens every single time. The matter of firing a coach and immediately turning it around. Immediately. Has to be the case this weekend, man. Will, will it be problematic? I, I think so. Okay. Um, I think we start looking more at the players because here's the other thing. If you want it, and this is let's can I do it, DK? Mm -hmm. Can I do it mm -hmm. before we even get to the hey mom segment? I think mm -hmm. somebody said, um, this this is where I wanted to go. Um, golly, I just lost it. Give me one second, bear with me, y'all. Here we go, Andrew, my man, Andrew with a U says, So, doesn't Mike T fire in Canada put more pressure on him mm -hmm. now that there's technically there's technically not an OC to blame? I don't think so. Oh, you don't? I okay. don't. And I hope well, you I, just don't I, see pressure on him in any form. Because the one thing that you thought was a problem is gone. It was Tumbling Fire Canada. Tumbling Fire, you got the firing. My point of it is this when you, as a head coach, release the leech, and I don't call him a leech, you release the bad item that's, that's pulling blood out of you, you think you're going to be better. If you are, good. You've made the right move. If it doesn't get better, you still have the ability to say, well, look what you left us. The people that want Coach Tomlin fired 
I don't think it happens this year. If you have a succession of hiring offensive coordinators and nothing comes out from it, then you got to look at the top and say, well, what's the structure of all things that you're allowing to happen? Is it an inside the building thing? Are you not disciplining your guys a little bit more? But as far as this year and next year goes to me, does the seat get a little bit, I mean, the, the floor get a little warmer where he got to move his feet a little quicker? Maybe. But to think that at the end of this year, Mike T's gone, I don't think so. Lots of, of references here in, in the from the group today about whether or not you can make changes to the playbook. And it's something that we've talked about since the firing moan, but specifics within that. Ramel here says, I know we can't change the playbook. Can we can, can we change the wide receiver routes? Ramel, here's what I have to say to that. Hmm. It, 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 two things. One was that last pass, okay, from from Kenny Pickett that, that overshot Deontay Johnson by the width of Connecticut, okay? That's not okay. That's not okay to have that happen in, in November. Now, you want to change the routes some more when they don't even have these down yeah. clearly, and that might have been the thing that got Canada fired, Yeah. Okay. The coach not being able to fully instill his own program. Moan, you brought this up yesterday. Yeah. Now that and that's where it's at when it comes down to changing the playbook. The stuff is in. Like Kenny making the plays and the wide receivers being on the same page is a thing. I honestly will say this. I'll give Kenny some grace. Maybe Kenny read the wrong coverage defensive coverage that Deontay read. Maybe Deontay thought he was pressing so less, or maybe he thought he was off and he stopped. Maybe Kenny looked at him and saw him pressing and thought he was going deep. Those are the things that have to happen. Like right now, I think we're looking at a holistic approach of them not understanding how to run this Matt Canada style of offense, DK. You can't just scrap it. Now, here's what you can do, and I've seen Ben do sometimes. I've seen him call Cadillac. We just had a play. Cadillac was one of our, one of our audibles. One-word plays that gave everybody their routes. Cadillac was 76 protection. Cars. Was. Not anymore. 76 protection. Okay, Cadillac, Cadillac. Black Cadillac, that's 77. Brown Cadillac, 76. That's all we needed to know. Built into that one name Cadillac was the route tree. What Ben could do was this. Hey, instead of you running this, he give a signal. Instead of you doing this, he gives a signal that way. Or before they break the huddle, wow. him and AB would be like, hey, they have communication. Y'all seen them tap the helmet. That's what you do. Protection stays the same. The ability to audible and switch plays it's on the quarterback. That's where I will defend Matt Canada, DK. Get me? I so, yes. do. This is wild. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've or never heard you talk like this. It's Ro awesome. Rolex, swatch, watches. Those were one-word routes, names, right? One-word plays. Watch five-step drop. From that, we're empty, right? Guys got to get out. And from there, that's why I continually have said, it's on Kenny learning the offense. It's on Kenny having the ability to call his shot and what he wants. DK, as fragile as Kenny, and this ain't all on blaming Kenny. I blame his quarterback coach. I blame the OC, and I put focus on him too. All of them. How much do we trust Kenny is the answer, and we never got that because Kenny's still not in the position to where he's telling guys do this instead of that. Now, Ben was unique. He's not seven, but in the hat. 
this is over our time thing, DK. You know what I'm saying? This is mm-hmm. over time, and he doesn't have that. He's already essentially lost two years. Think about where Kenny was, and think about where Trevor Lawrence was in that first year when he had Urban Meyer. Now look what Trevor Lawrence is in year two and three. Kenny's nowhere near what Trevor Lawrence was in year two. This is kind of like our Friday, so we're going to do kind of rapid fire. Yeah, uh, We're going <laughs> to be cutting the show a little bit short today. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we got one in. So watch how this works. See, so Donald asks, hey, DK, all caps, <laughs> will the Steelers start their search ahead of the offseason? No, not who they are. They're nah. focused on the Bengals, and that goes all the way up institutionally. They're focused you, on finding help. You know where it starts? At the combine, where they can meet with coaches in person. Talk to agents. Combine is where business get done. Or now maybe Senior Bowl the week before. Yeah, I think it might be even earlier, Moan. I, I could see it in, in terms of January. Whenever yeah, you start seeing the co- of coordinators come available, the ones who make it to the playoffs, the ones who shine in the playoffs, uh, their stars go like this. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 a good time of year to be looking at those guys. If you're aggressive and you're open-minded, Ryan Lytle says Kenny's known to be a pretty decent mobile quarterback. Do you think they're going to ask Kenny to run a little bit more Moan? He did a couple of times in Cleveland. You do, but you got to be safe. Kenny ability to have instinct is what you're talking about, Ryan. Like Kenny running the ball is about his instinct. And I ask yourself this too, uh, telling Kenny to run the ball, like designated runs, drop back quarterback draw. I don't think he's Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's even Trevor Lawrence from what I saw this last weekend as far as his ability. Him getting out of the pocket and extending plays is something that has to be an instinct thing. Again, we can blame coaching all the heck we want to, but a lot of this falls on players. Ben was probably told time and time again, get rid of the ball, seven, get rid of the ball. But the playmaking ability of his and his instinct allowed him to shrug guys off of him and still be able to look down the field and make those big open plays. Like, we're we're talking about the differences in what guys are capable of doing. The same way I know a lot of people have brought up watching, uh, excuse me, watching Josh Dobbs create, be elusive, Russell Wilson, right? That's instinct. Those aren't called plays. They can't be. He wouldn't know them. Uh, <laughs> two years. I mean, drain. There's something to be said for that, though. There's something to be said for just going out there and literally playing playground football at the NFL level. You'd almost have to be a rocket scientist to be that smart. Right. You. I mean, <laughs> and he, he could be. I think he's got his pilot license now. Little Bit of Coin says, Hey, Moan, why don't they just move Broderick Jones to left tackle? and play Chooksakora for at right tackle again. Dan Moore was not good in Cleveland, and Jones can maybe give Kenny a little bit longer time in pass protection. You know where I'm going to go. And, and Dan's go defense, Dan's defense, Dan had his first bad game against Miles Garrett, in my opinion. It was a bad game. It was a bad game. But you don't move two to save one. This isn't an in-season thing unless he doesn't bounce back. That's what you are dealing with right now. If Dan doesn't have a bounce-back week and Cincinnati got some rushers, then guess what? Now we start asking questions. But Cincinnati's coming, okay? It's, you it's, said this on the previous show, okay? They're coming. They they are coming, man. Uh, Broderick, I think we know, will be the left tackle. You got a great problem. You got three starters at tackle. 
However this shakes out and move forward, you have to. But a little bit of coin, it's just my opinion. And coaches may feel a whole lot different than me, okay? When it comes down to it, this is a something that has to wait and see. You can't just make that change after one game, too. Because before that, Dan had, had a succession of some good games. Think about the wins. You're just highlighting now because of the loss. And I'm with you on that. No fault, no shame at all. Still Cold says, is Calvin Austin never open with that speed? Uh, I can answer this one, Mo. Go ahead. Because when you're in the stadium, you see things that aren't shown on television because you're seeing the whole field. The, the television cameras, by very nature, and this is what they should do, track the football. They yeah. track wherever the play is. I am here to attest, personally, that number 19 was in the middle of the Gobi Desert, like this, wide open in the middle of the field. Yeah. And he didn't even get a look from the quarterback. That's how locked in, and I don't mean that in the positive context, Kenny is on the two sidelines. He's just looking here. He's looking there. He checks down. The play is over. Okay? Very, yeah. That's – I don't even care whose fault that is. It's so dumb – that there isn't, there aren't even words for it. <laughs> I got one DK's real good, man. Yep, go ahead. Uh, this is real solid from um, Maurice. Maurice puts on my own respect, and I love this stuff. Respectfully disagree with assessment. Coach T seat getting a little warmer, regardless of who fired Canada. You must believe the ownership is starting to question the head coach's decisions. Me knowing them, I don't think that's the case right now. I just don't. I will agree with you on this. The feet getting a little bit warm. Yeah, I can see that being the case. It's just going to be a shocker for me to believe that they're ready to move on. But anything is possible, Maurice. If you want them gone, I'm cool with that. But I their, their method and how they operate is not like other franchises. It's the only thing that I have to stick my head on, uh, stand on, considering I've been in there with them. You may be more right than me, and I'll, I'll come back and tell you. Maurice, that's on me. I have no shame in that. Papa Ray wants to know, hey, Moan, could that be due to Matt Canada uh, coaching Kenny Pickett to not throw in the middle or make picks? Can Kenny open things up more now? Remember that there's no way that a decision of that magnitude, like let's not throw to the middle of the field, comes unilaterally from a coordinator. Okay, There's right. no way the head coach is involved in that especially when you hear the head coach, if you read between the lines of some of the stuff that he says, whenever people like me will ask a critical question about the offense or whatever, he will respond with something about, we haven't turned the ball over and we're running the ball. That tells me, and he's de facto telling you, that he's kind of okay with that approach. We will see. We will. This okay. is... Yeah, where this offense is right now, everything should be on the table. Deep balls to open up the game against Cincinnati, do it. <laughs> like throwing to Pat down the middle in a safe way because they got some safeties that will knock you, okay? And we need Pat Frymuth as on the field as much as possible, man. But everything is on, on the table right now when it comes down to it. Like if they're not and they're living in their fears, as Coach Tomlin like to say, that's just bad business. That is a way to get fired right there, DK. And over fist says, uh, 77, Roderick Jones was so good when he pulled from the right side. Fine, but Broderick Jones is also a natural left tackle. 
So I, I wouldn't worry too much uh, about whether or not he'd be able to make that adjustment. Uh, I'm, I got to tell you, Moan, the, okay, the worst thing I'd ever be equipped with is to get into an offensive line debate yeah. with an 11-year NFL guard. However, there's a part of me that's kind of okay with the concept of saying to Chooks, you know what? Let's see what you got. Here's Cincinnati. Really? I got okay. no problem with it. I just got to see what I'm see saying. It. It, it, but but how are you going to see it? As far as Chooks going to the left or Chooks coming back to the right side? L- let me put it this way. Okay, let me hear what you got because I, I I didn't I never got your answer on what you were going to say. Yeah, so I'm, let, I'm, let and hear. I'm I'm being I'm I'm being humble and respectful as it relates to the offensive line. No, just I'm, say I'm, it. I'm okay. good with that. So this is a question more than it is a statement on okay. my part. If you had all things even from a purely size, athleticism, and everything else, who would be your two tackles? Who would be your two starting tackles? Probably Tooks and Broderick. It's the only thing I'm thinking here. You know where it becomes problematic to me? Go ahead. Tooks's finish. His finish. Oh, I mean, what a lesson, though. I know it's I mean, a lesson. He, he just got knocked back on his heels, moaned for three weeks now. He, I'm I'm with you. Um, if he, I'm a believer. You got to show me if he is getting back in that lineup, DK. And you know, Chooks is my dude. That's my guy. I'm, I'd absolutely love to see him in that position. He better play like he's friggin' uh, Trent Williams. Is what I'm telling you. And maybe that's <laughs> the lesson to have been made, DK. Maybe now with Matt Canada not being around, they'll actually have a protection plan. Okay, they'll actually know which guys to go to and who's hot and who's not, who's the mic pick up, all those types of things. Maybe that's what he needed. I know this the year that I didn't go as uh come out as opening day starter, it pissed me off more than anything. And from that moment I got in that lineup, I didn't go back out. Well, and then look at it this way: you have already on your offense a handful of guys. We've mentioned Kenny, Najee who are going to be out there like this because they spoke up. They got the coordinator out of the way. You're going to have a lot of that already. Why not throw another one into the mix? You You know know, what? By by having Chooks, that guy, I'm just saying. You know what, man? DK, you usually don't say stuff like this without having something. And I got I don't. No, no, no. I swear I don't. You don't this time? No, 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 no. Okay. I was just wondering, DK. No, no, no. You you think I'm tipping practices or something? I'm not. Well, I thought you had a little bit more. That's all. I'm okay with that. Uh, But but I I like the concept. The best five athletes to me would be. This is going to blow your mind a little bit more, too. Um, and I know he can because he's only played tackle all his life, but I'd love to see, if possible, then more move inside to guard if tackle ain't his thing, left Ooh, tackle specifically. Okay, now we're talking offseason. Now we're talking big body stuff right there. Give, yeah. me, some, give me some dogs, DK. Yeah, Brian says uh, they wanted continuity with the same crap offense. Put Kenny and the organization back a year or two. Yeah, you know what, Brian? It, they got to play the Bengals on Sunday. They do. Okay, I, I I I do reach the point when you get to you know you get to Wednesday and you go and you still want to talk about big picture issues. No way, man. <laughs> you know they're playing in Cincinnati. Yeah, on, they on are Saturday here. Hey guys, when we come back, we're gonna get to the only segment that matters, and that's Hey Moan, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. 
Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Andrew has no use for the fact that Matt Canada is gone and we've got only 216 likes so far on this episode. That flies in the face of having almost 1,000 live viewers. So uh, you might want to fix that up or we're going to be sending Andrew over to purge your cranberries. (laughs) Oz says that we now have 2061, 2061 members. We blew through the 2023 goal before December when we said we, we were hoping to get there. Uh, that's amazing, but I'm going to keep repeating this in parentheses because you're going to see that number fall at one point. You're going to go, what the heck happened? If the gifts are out there, you got to claim them. Okay, mm-hmm. Those of you who are in here right now, you've, you've seen a few of you today, maybe new this week. Just go ahead in there. Make sure you hit accept gifts in the super chat uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, a lot of talk about Kenny's swag or lack thereof. John says, where's the Kenny from the second half of last season? What's different? Somebody else mentioned that time when Kenny got into the D lineman's face from the other team. Yeah. Okay, and gave him that big smile. Where is that? Where is that, Mona? It, 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 and, and his soul, DK, right now mm. is hidden. <laughs> like, legitimately, you do this stuff when you know you're playing good. Kenny ain't playing good. He can't go do those types of things. Again, we, this weekend will show us a lot. When it comes down to how Kenny and Najee play specifically, and also where the the attention to George Pickens is going to be at too, that's my thing, DK. We're seeing a lot of playmakers on this squad not get the ball in their direction, whether that be Najee, uh, uh, Deontay, or friggin' George. Kenny from the second half, where is it at? He has no confidence in his play. If you're asking me, he's trying to find out where it is just as much as we are. Look at it. It don't look like the same guy right now. He Mm -hmm. needs somebody to help, like, usher him to that point, man, because he's not there on himself right now. Now, Hanover Fist wants to know in advance if we're having a show Friday. We are shutting down, my friend, just like you are. (laughs) Okay, we are shutting down. We will be back after after the Cincinnati game uh, on on Monday here. Corky says, "Hey, Moan, Kenny loves the shotgun. Wouldn't he be better under center? What do you? What are your thoughts on that?" Um, I I love shotgun run and pass. When we had a line that could run in the shotgun too, Kenny getting under center is is a product of what college quarterbacks are doing though too. Think about it for a second. I'm not trying to dismiss what you're saying, Corky, but here's the thing: most, if not all, college quarterbacks are in the gun 95% of the time. That's what Kenny does. That's what the new NFL is. It's rare in all of football where quarterbacks are getting on our center. They are in goal line situations to run the ball, and they're in the gun. And truth be told, Clarkie, Pittsburgh helped start that. We did. Seven shots. Think about it. Yeah. I have to take this one because this really triggers a memory for me here. Frank says, remember when the Penguins fired head coaches? I expect the same thing to happen. Now, Frank, you might be referring to the most recent time whenever they fired Mike Johnston midseason. Mike Sullivan takes over and they go on to win two Stanley Cups, okay, including one that same season. Okay, but That's a pretty solid coaching change. Okay, Something similar happened. Their previous cup, they fired Michelle Terry in midseason. And Dan Bilesma takes over and wins a cup. I've got a better one for you. What's that? Moan, does the name Herb Brooks ring a bell for you? 
Not for me, no, DK. It will now. Have you seen Miracle? Yes. That's oh, really? See? Yes. Herb, uh, the late Mr. Brooks, who I'm proud to say was a, was a friend of mine when he was when he was here in Pittsburgh. He passed away tragically in a car accident uh, about 20 years ago. Wow. He took over the Penguins from a very defensive-minded head coach named Kevin Constantine, who had all these wonderful world-class players, but he held them back. They were very cautious and careful, even though they had the scoring champion, Yaramir Yager, on their roster. He gets fired midseason. Herb Brooks comes in. And remember the scene in Miracle when he has the, the, the American kids just skating? Yeah. The legs feed the wolf, he would say. That was his saying. Wow. Okay, the only way those players are going to eat is if their legs take them to that food. Okay, so he had them skating and skating and skating because they needed to outskate their big bad Russians and everything in in the in, at the Lake Placid Olympics. The Penguins at the Civic Arena that night went out as if they had been unleashed from I don't know cages. They played against a very good Washington team that night and smoked them 5-0. They were virtually scoring at will. I've never seen anything like that before or since. And I am telling you, there's a part of me that believes that this offense, this Steelers offense, which has been pent up in their own minds, which is all that matters here, that offense is going to take that field at Paycor Stadium thinking, wow, I can actually do this thing that I want to do. Even if they're wrong, even if it's just perception, they're going to think that, and it's going to make a difference. That's very true, DK. I will not try to top that. That is legit right there, and very valid. Very (laughs) valid. I haven't told the Herbie beating Washington 5 nothing story (laughs) in a while here, but I'll tell you what, he was really proud. It's really, man, that's They want to make a movie out of it? I mean, that's doing something right there. Absolutely. (laughs) When the coach just comes in and says, you guys are out of shape, you weren't skating hard enough, your legs are – that you had airplane legs. Yeah, wow. Because because they were tying you. Now here they go. Here they go. Uh, Let's see if that happens. Let's see even if any part of that happens. Uh, Jay Bo says – one good game. Hitting his guys in stride is all Kenny needs. A couple of touchdowns. Do you agree with that, Moan? Just kind of finding some kind of floor? I actually was going to go to that Calvin Austin question again, too, because here's the thing. Calvin's had like two situations this year where he's been underthrown where it could have been a touchdown. Oh, yeah. So a, a lot of that, again, I don't know if Kenny trying to feel what a good pass is or just doesn't know how fast his guys are. But when it comes down to involving your speed dudes, you can't miss those opportunities to take the top off the defense. Everything else opens up from there because you have to play back and realize there's a real live uh, threat to you being scored upon if you let guys behind you. Uh, That's the thing, too, now, DK. So many different weapons that this group has, and nobody's actually carved out a real role for what their specialty is. Think about it. You know what AB could do, get the ball and go at any moment in time, correct? Juju, mm-hmm. you knew what his role was. Catch him down the middle, heavy yards to be made. Martavis, you knew what his role was. Go and just go further, and I got you. He think what is the role of these guys? Let's even go with Pat Frymuth. He's been in and out of the lineup so much that what is his defined role? Is he over the middle of the target of, of the defense type of guy? What is Deontay, honestly? Right? He just got into the end zone three weeks back. What is George other than an acrobatic catcher? What is Najee? Think about what is Calvin? What is Anthony McFarlane? Nobody. 
and I don't even know if it's a friggin' def- like on Canada. Nobody has a friggin' defined role. And that's a perfect place to bring in this outstanding comment from our friend oh. Terry Braidlove. It's notice the word that he uses though. And now I wish I'd mentioned I used this in my column today. Correct play calling can change everything. How thick is that playbook, Moan? The, the the playbook in camp is about this. It's thick. a phone book for those it of is. you who go back to phone books. Okay. Now, guess guess how thick the playbook is week to week. Hmm. Hmm. But the plays are in there. They're in the there. Correct play calling. I'm gonna throw out this reference to you guys again. Anthony McFarland is there. Alvin Austin. In the those playbook. plays were in there. They were running them this past summer when those guys were healthy. And I know they haven't put Ant Mac out there yet. Okay, I can't do anything about that. I can remind you that it's there, and I've done that. But for whatever reason, either Matt Canada or Mike Tomlin didn't want to use it. Okay, all of that's there, Moan, it, and it can make a difference. There are enough plays, is what there I'm saying. There are. There are. And we've seen them at times, DK. I, I favored it, that quote right there, DK. I was calm, so excited just to see that. But that's – and I didn't even see that, Terry. That is what I'm talking about when we're talking about guys having roles. Correct play calling. I don't think the jet sweep was a bad play at all, DK. I don't. In context. In context. I don't think the throws, the wide receiver screens to the sideline is a bad throw. In context, Right. Mm-hmm. But what is the actual role? We don't know. What is the actual correct play call? We hadn't seen it none this year. Well, here Andrew Stafford has an idea. You ready for this bit of brilliance? How about using some more Jalen Warren? Okay, that's that's there that. for you. Okay, you don't have to run. There's no rule that says you have to get Najee his 2025 20, touches. Okay, if they're not what you can be getting from Jalen, and of course Andrew also mentions McFarland and CA3 getting involved as well, you could be talking about a really dynamic run offense that sets the stage for some good pass blocking and not all these third and longs and everything else here. Some of that just is choices. It's just choices of existing plays. And you do catch tunnel vision sometimes in your play calling. Um, and that's where having communication with your coaches has to be a thing. Hey, coach, go back to this play. Hey, coach, we should go here next. Like, those are the things from my understanding that wasn't as 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 good of communicating. Like, either you, you're you that good to where your call sheet, you know what the heck you're doing. Or be good enough to have suggestions from your other coaches, DK. Bob Schreiner informs us that in Iceland, the phone book is alphabetical by the first what? name. As someone who's been to Iceland and really loved it, I can attest to the fact that in Iceland, everybody's got like, they've got a first name and then their second name is the parent's first name and daughter or the parent's first name and son. So it's like Olaf's daughter. Why are we talking about this? We have a limited, (laughs) this is so ridiculous. Ridiculous. Actually, it's a good place to end the show. Let's do that. Let's end the show, man. <laughs> hey, look at my guy. <laughs> All right. Put, save that for the end. Save yeah. that for the real end here. Let's All right. Here, it, here, here we go. Ridiculous. <laughs>
see now we've got Bob going through the Iceland phone book. Useless knowledge comes in and tells us that Matt Canada's playbook probably looks like a two-year-old one sentence. A lot of pictures, crayons, and so forth. Probably. Uh, we have we have some business to take care of here, Moan. Uh, right, we, we've it. had we've been kind of ignoring the the contributions as they've come in. Frank uh, has one here. Floyd is a new member. Papa Stop. Ray says Happy Thanksgiving to the entire Foster family. Uh, the PEF wants to know what's the difference between coordinator and play caller. We're about to find out. The coordinator yeah, sets are. the tone. He sets the game plan in this particular scheme. Right, Moan? Yeah, he does. And he's usually the play caller. Also, we got some play callers right now when it comes down to um, the expectation of Coach Sullivan and Coach Faulkner. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, David comes in and asks, hey, Moan, how do you lift up a teammate or a position room that's costing you W's and affecting your bonuses for stats? What's the best way to air out those frustrations while still being a good teammate? Uh, challenging them in practice. Uh, maybe if they're lacking or taking a day off, hey, man, you ain't practicing today? Hey, dog, man, you one-on-one a day. Like, it's those types of moments of where oh, you do it in no. practice. Oh, hell yeah, DK. Hey, I, you need a little <laughs> bit extra work. Or coaches. Coaches, I've seen them sick guys after other dudes, hey, Today, his day. We're going to need him, and he got to show up. Give him that work. That happens in practice, man. It ain't, and we talked about it with Matt Canada. It's not one of those situations to where you disrespect, you feel disrespected. No, if I'm going at you, you need to understand there's a why to it. So, practice is where you do those types of things, man. And there's never any egos of the stuff like that if you're right minded. Related note Jacob asks, who's going to coach the running backs now? That's easy. Uh, it's going to be. Eddie Faulkner, yeah, yeah. He, he's he, he, Mike Tomlin did acknowledge that much. Yeah, like, so that's that's just how that's going to be here. Uh, Swan says uh, something nice about our coverage in general and our channel. Uh, that's really Thank appreciated. Uh, everybody, everybody that's on our channel would appreciate that. Donnan comes in with a gift uh, as well to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! It's a great holiday, especially for a football fan. You can mix a holiday and family and everything else and still act like a solid member of the family while watching football. That's Absolutely. all by itself unique. It is, DK, <laughs> man. And shout out to Cat Manada. Never change up, baby. You're forever Cat Manada. You hear me? He says, I want everyone to say one thing they're grateful for. I'm grateful for in this chat who makes it a community. That is 100% for correct. We are a community now, man. Yeah, that is that is accurate. And and Moan, let's let's pretend it's Friday here because you, the message that you give us on Friday every week is something that really applies on this particular holiday, isn't it? Yes, it is, man. I want to give it back to Terry. <laughs> Hopefully, we see this on Sunday. But as we go into this mm-hmm. weekend, call somebody, buy somebody a random drink, hug somebody. Hug. Random I was just gonna throw in the hug. Hug somebody, man. Um, I picked up my son at the airport today. That's not a handshake. Don't it? That's a mm, bring it in. Me and you hugged on on, when I saw you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break some bones. You know, call somebody you ain't talked to in a while, man. Um, forgive somebody. But all in all, take that Uber if y'all gonna drink that eggnog too early or them other spirits or something else in Pittsburgh. And make it back to us on Monday so we can have a good time. Good people. Happy holidays, man. Jay Happy Freeman, holidays. appreciate you. And don't forget the ultimate message of this particular holiday weekend on this totally non-sentimental note 
is that correct play calling can change everything. Terry Breedlove wins the holiday. We'll see everybody. 2024, Terry, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll see everybody. We'll on see y'all. Uh, That's awesome, DK. <laughs>